and welcome to another episode of West Underground. This is the greatest episode of all time. We have none other than Kingswood joining us. And uh, we have Fergus, the man, he is with us. How are you doing? I'm excellent. Thank you very much. I like, I mean, that, that may be a true statement, but uh, I don't think it'll be a statement forever. I'm sure and, well, that the, the podcast will grow forever. Yeah, I suppose it will. But I'll tell you why it's the greatest episode. You guys, a couple of years ago, I was working in a bakery. Like I was still in high school working in a bakery. And I also used worked in a bakery in high school. Oh, man, that's awesome. But these these two girls that were they used to work with me, they were much they were a couple of years older than me and they ducked off the splendor that year. Yeah. And I'd started just playing guitar and they came back and they said like, oh, our splendor was amazing. And they used to play your tracks throughout the bakery. And I'd, I'd, I'd only just got into guitar for I'd maybe been playing for a couple of years, but I was really into like grunge music and stuff like that. And you guys came along and I fucking loved it. And I dived into yeah. like microscopic walls and just went down the rabbit hole with you guys. And like, yeah, it just feels like a very like full circle moment. This is a, uh, of- that's excellent. That's, that's, uh, that's very, very kind of you to, to hear. I bet you can play the micro wars tracks better than I can. Not that uh, I, I, man, like, I still, my mind still is boggled how you got the tone for Ohio, but that neither. Well, that's yeah, that's they're, they're all Alex questions. Um, but uh, yeah, he uh, actually we did we did that one in in Melbourne. Um, that was sort of pre Microscopic Wars, and we put it on the album. But yeah, that was a very early song for us. Yeah. Oh man, it's just one of those songs that I still gets on my like Spotify playlist every year. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, it's one of the ones that we have to play every show. Not that we don't want to, or like we don't not play it, but it's 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 sort of a given that we've got to do that, or people are going to be a bit annoyed. We yeah. also have a rule with that one that we never rehearse it, maybe as a way of keeping it fresh and interesting. Um, and even when Braden came in the band, or we've had different um, people be like our auxiliary fifth um, member playing keyboards and guitars and stuff, and we rehearse, and then they're like, "Oh, it's still a high roll." We're just like, "No, no, no, we don't." we don't rehearse it you just gotta you'll figure it out it'll be fine so we've actually never uh since the song came out we've never practiced or rehearsed it in sound check or in a pre-rehearsal or anything that's so cool that is very rock and roll though man i like it yeah it's a little bit yeah. fun. and um like and when you guys put out the music video for that you did it at the annandale hotel yeah so when I when I moved to Sydney, that was my goal. It was just to play the Annandale Hotel. And did you do it? I did it. Yeah, yeah. It's such a good pub. I mean, I don't. don't do they still put bands on there? Or have they changed it all now? Um, I th- I don't I know. Think about they did now. big renos on it a while ago, but yeah, that's where we sort of cut our teeth in the very early days. Um, and um, you know, we'd play up there with like stickies and and um uh and took he was from dma's was playing in um the oh what they called the bastards oh, kill me for not remembering the name but anyway um uh and yeah we used to play the annandale and and uh and uh that's sort of where we got our, our start touring was was that joint so yeah we loved it up there oh man that's awesome but one question i wanted to ask is like what happened for you guys when you started because it seemed to be that there were so many bands around the same time that you kind of came out of like sticky fingers dmas the june rats and you guys you were kind of in that in that thing what what how did that even come about like that scene at that time yeah i don't know i think i think before we came out there was this 
sort of understanding that we were missing that rock and roll was kind of missing you know it goes in cycles it always happens maybe people think the same thing now you know i mean there's always bands out there and there's always things happening i remember when we i think we yeah we we got lucky we won splendor the triple j splendor thing um to play to open the festival which was a great a really great leg up for us and um they they were so and and still are very supportive so we're very grateful for that but there was this you know thing coming out being like you know rock and rolls back and then um you know the soho guys that had been around for a while were like yeah who's this band that thinks that they're saving rock and like we never said it but like who's this band that thinks they're saving rock and roll and they were like you know and we were like we didn't save fucking anything what are you talking about yeah because they'd you know they'd been around for ages of course then a few years later they went ballistic so um so no dramas there but uh yeah i think i think it just goes in in cycles and and um and uh you know we all sort of came up at the same time there's bands and we'd um you know play together and tour together and and uh yeah and there's you know and there's new groups like that that are coming up now and there's new sort of little generations if you might call it um you know and we're we're accepting that we're not new kids on the block anymore and that's (laughs) fine and that's fine you know yeah so um yeah, it was it was certainly a, a good little era to come up in, that's for sure. Oh man, absolutely. Like now now like at the time was it like super fun and exciting? were you aware of it at the time or is it like something that you look back on and be like, "Oh, that was so cool." No, I think I think it was just sort of sort of wild at the time and I don't think we had the perspective. Um it's very hard to have the perspective um that you get, but you learn things like um I think there's a couple of things that come to mind about how I didn't realize how good we had it or how lucky we were. Yeah. Um, and that was that there's two things. One, our, we were doing big pineapple festival and um, I think our guitar tech, uh, he got really messed up and was rude or he was just, he was drunk or high or, you know, just like annoyed someone. Or I think he like might've even like slapped one of the, other guys in the tour or something like i don't know it was something that's stupid that he did and i was just like i just like went to fire him and i did fire him and then um phil jamison sort of pulled me aside and was like mate like the people that are in this industry and that that you tour with and all this kind of thing like shit happens you're going to piss people off like you can't you know you've just got to be a little bit more understanding and forgiving and the dude this is the next day and like the dude's super sorry you know he's these next two months are planned out on this tour and blah 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 and all this kind of thing and then so that was one you know you you do learn to pull your head in a little bit and i remember when we played splendor one year might have been the the second or third time we played and um uh we were being recorded live for for triple j and we had like a technical issue at the start and we went on 10 minutes late and all and we had to take our ears off and go fold backs and so we played a set that was supposed to be 40 minutes and it was half an hour and i was furious and like i was really angry at what the hell was going on like i was worried about the radio thing and um and the whole gig i was just like angry and played this gig and then walked off the stage and went into the bushes for like an hour by myself and was you know, all pissed off and everything. Um, 
And I hate that that's the way I reacted. Like I played main stage Splendor to a whole bunch of people and didn't enjoy one second of it because I got angry about some technical issue. You know what I mean? Um, and that sort of made me pull my head in and and be like, you know, fuck, how lucky are you? And you're getting annoyed about, you know, you lost 10 minutes of a set. Who cares, you know? Um, and uh, And so I think from that point on, I was like, I made a point to when you get win. It's funny when you play sport. If you play footy or something, for example, and you make finals or you win a grand final, yeah, they tell you you've won something, you've achieved it, and you celebrate. Yeah. In music, it's it's not so easy to like note the wins. Yeah. And be like, hey, we should celebrate this, or you know, oh, we got this spot on the festival, but we wanted that spot. Yeah. You know, and so even when you get good things, you can perceive them as negatives. So I think I changed and learned to really enjoy every little thing that you do and every show you do. And we played, you know, a show um, the other night and yeah, I just, I just soak it all up and I just love it now. And I don't get stressed about, you know, uh, too much anymore. Not yeah. that I, I think I had a problem with it, but like, yeah, I, do, I just, it's really important to soak it up and really enjoy every moment because we're so lucky that we get to do this. Yeah, man. Like, like, uh, and like, as an outsider looking in, like, you know, it even it's like sounds crazy when you say like, you know, we played the main, you know, festival of that. It's I suppose it's all a perspective thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and did you so, have did you have moments though in your like over your career? I'm sure you would have had moments where you were like, man, this is a pretty you know like rock and roll moment right here. You know, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I suppose, yeah, there's plenty of those like cliche, I mean, not cliches, but yeah, there's, yeah, I don't know. There, there's, there's definitely things like that. I guess I'm of the, of the, uh, elk that, uh, uh, probably to, to our detriment, but we don't like share those yeah. things, I guess. Like, yeah. It's funny if we did, we'd probably be way more successful because, you know, we're just, we're not people like say with something great's happening and we're hanging out and our, our thought is not someone film it. Yeah. It just isn't. And then, you know, we'll tell someone what happened and then, you know, someone will be like, why didn't you film that? And, you know, it would have gone crazy and it's just yeah. not in our blood and we're not good at social media and I we've tried, but I don't think we ever will be. I think we're just, we're just not that it's just not in our blood, you know, like maybe because we're, we're a bit older and we didn't even like, we didn't have iPhones until after school and stuff like that. So it's not in us to yeah, sort of film everything. So, yeah, I don't know. I think we kind of like to sort of keep, keep all that to ourselves. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, there's certainly, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've had, we've had incredible success and played, the ACDC tour was a bit of a highlight. Um, we only met them for like 10 minutes and we we're on the tour for eight weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, it was cool. Like uh, I went back to get some drinks halfway through their set one show and, um, and uh, Angus's wife is standing there hair drying his beret from the first half of the show. Yeah. Like cut, like drying it off, and I was, I was like, it's still such a small unit. Like that band has the same crew, the same. It's a huge ordeal. Yeah. Um, but they're just such a tight little family, and like he doesn't have someone to like 
do that. His 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 wife still hair drying. He's you know, um, but uh, yeah, that was cool. I made a few classic uh, rock and roll errors. I called Perth Adelaide <laughs> on the on the second night. So we'd already been there for like four days. Played a show night off and then had another one in Perth and yeah. then called them Adelaide, which oh. might give you an idea of where my head was at on that tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no coming back from that. They're, they're going to rip you to shreds no matter what. Yeah. But that tour was cool because we, um, the Hives were doing it with us and they weren't allowed to play other shows because of the contract, yeah. but we were. Um, <laughs> so often we'd play at like seven o'clock. And then the hives would play at like 8 40. Then we'd watch Akadaka. And then we'd all shoot to a club and play a gig at like 11. And then the hives would DJ after us because they were allowed to DJ. Yeah. So every, every, every night was like you play a big stadium, you'd watch the hives, you'd watch ACDC. Then you'd go and play like, because we only played for 20 minutes on the Akadaka tour. Then we'd go and play like, Jack Rabbit Slims or something in in Adelaide or something like that, and then or the Lansdowne or something, and then the Hives did DJ after, and it was just yeah, it was a pretty wild tour that one. Dude, like we were both there at, at mm. the ANZ one in Sydney, the ACDC one, and saw you guys. But like, what does it feel like to play ANZ? Oh, it was it was it was pretty awesome. It's funny, like, um, the perspective when it's full and there's 80,000 people there, it would just be incredible. And I think we kind of got why bands like that and the stones and everything, you know, you wonder sometimes why they keep doing it. Yeah. And, um, and I think when you stand on that stage and you see that many people, like you just get so addicted to it. Yeah. Like it's, it's a whole nother ball game. When we were there, when we play at seven o'clock, it was like a third full. Um, and it's funny yeah, the way your you mind perceives it where it doesn't, it looks like we're still playing to what, like 30,000 people or something, but it looks like a third full. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like you're playing to a lot of people. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think being on the, this huge stat, like we, we like, the, it was funny, the first time we set up on that big stage, um, you know, we set up like you would on a big stage with like the drums here and then Al over there. And then it's like, you're 10 meters away. It's like, this is stupid. So we actually then brought it in and made it really compact in the middle of the stage because we just felt so stupid being so spread out on this stage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we weren't allowed to use the thrust, which is the the thing that runs down the the yeah. center <laughs> reserve for ACDC. Yeah. Reserve, that's right that's right yeah. paul and, and and when we did aerosmith as well it was really strict it was like do not put one foot on steven's thrust <laughs> we're like what what are you talking about he was, he, was, he was great he um I, I don't know how like since it doesn't really matter but i don't know how sincere it was when we did uh acdc i'm sure steven has like a pa and this is great credit to him if this is how it happened. Who goes, you know, tonight Kingswood opening for you. Here's 30 seconds of their song. Um, they're in room one. You know, now's your time where you can go and say hi. Most people don't care or even take that much yeah. 
credit or he literally had a lot to do with putting us on and loved the, the songs and everything. Yeah. Cause he like burst into our dressing room. We're just like, Kingswood, what's going on, dudes? What's going on? And all this kind of thing. And we'd played Groove in the Moon that day in Bendigo and then driven down. And he was like, You guys played a festival today and now you're here. And started telling us all these stories. And then he had like had this photographer with him and he'd like pull out this iPad and show us photos from two nights ago. Yeah. Like, check out these photos of me from last night. Look how good I look. And we're just like, this is so weird. <laughs> um, but but like so nice to come in and do that. Like you didn't you didn't see any of the other guys in the band the whole time. They're all like a different section and and all that. Um uh, but yeah, for him to make that effort was pretty, uh, pretty special. Something we won't forget for sure. It's a very cool dude. Yeah, man. Like that's amazing. Like, did he burst? Did he, did he have all the scarves on and. Oh yeah. Whole get up. Yeah. Drinking some green smoothie. And then you can see him like boxing before the show, like with a personal <laughs> trainer. Yeah. I think he's genuinely a madman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, and I think Perry, whole... I think, I think, and I think Joe Perry had like a, like a room set up that was all like cushioned and he'd sit there and like meditate. Like it was full, you know, yeah. Full rock star world. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Like, did you, when you were talking to Steven Tyler, were you, was, were you like, holy shit, this is Steven Tyler or was it, did you had, you comprehended that or were you like, oh it man, was, what's going on? it was, it was huge for me. I think even more so than the other guys. I, I, I was and still am genuinely a huge Aerosmith fan. Um, more than Akadaka or anyone like it was um yeah, I grew up on them hard. And um so like for example, when we when we found out that we got the gig, I rang my brother. Yeah. And was like crying, telling him, You I'm about to tell you something and it's gonna like blow your mind. He's like, What? And I was like, Well, I mean for Aerosmith. And like he was crying. Cause it was just so ridiculous. It was like, like they were, they were our band growing up, like yeah. even above everyone else. Cause of our oldest brother, um, who sort of, you know, would play all that kind of music and yeah, it was a very sentimental. So meeting Stephen was, was pretty wild. Man, that's so awesome. Like, <laughs> I, you know, and, um, like did, did he, um, like, have you, have you got a chance to talk, like, you know, see him since then or is it? Nah, um, nah, not at all. Hard, oh, hard, hard no there. Pele oh. from the, the hives. We, we keep in touch with a little bit. Um, but, uh, from the Akadaka one, but, but nah, we, it was just a quick meet and great kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Just... We don't even have a photo because like. You don't want to like be that that guy that's like, oh, can we get a photo? Like, I don't know, maybe like we should. I think that ties into our thing of not being that that savvy with like, you know, you meet someone, you don't want to be like, oh, can we get a photo? We just want to be like peers and be like, hey, let's hang yeah. out and not get a photo. And now I'm like, fucked out. We should have got a photo. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. Paul, I can see Frankie's yeah. uh, Frankie's uh. pizza t-shirt up there. Yeah, that's out. Uh, that's where we end up. Uh, most I think, I think that's we when we did Akadaka, um, we played at Frankie's after when well, I actually we did, except we played Melbourne ACDC and f got on a plane and flew and played Frankie's that night at like 11 or 30 or something like that. Wow, yeah, wow. oh shit, that's awesome. I was just to say, you guys obviously live in a moment and 
you experience what's happening. Like if you went there, you went there type of thing. So you don't take photos, you don't record all the funny shit, which is great. It's like old school. Um, I was just going to say, um, what's the experience? Uh, what's the difference in like in festivals and playing for ACDC? Is the experience different? Um, yeah, I think I think the biggest difference is um, when you're at, uh, well, maybe there's three tiers to it. The first one is if you're playing your own show, you know everyone's coming to see you mm. and you might feel more comfortable and you might, um, you know, you know that everyone who's bought a ticket has come to, you know, we're, we're coming to see Kingswood. At a festival, you know, a lot of the people that are coming to see you on the stage might want to see you, but also there's probably a big portion that are like, let's go check them out, you yeah. know. Um, and we love that challenge of like, you know, let's let's get some new fans, let's blow people away kind of thing. Um, and then if you're opening for someone, um, you're almost fighting for their approval, especially with ACDC, where those fans like are notorious for like booing opening acts. Um, but when we did like the Grinspoon tour in the early days, our philosophy was like, let's be better than the main band. Yeah. Um, and and have people walk away from the night being like, oh yeah, Grinspoon were good, but that opening band was amazing. Yeah. So it's a whole different philosophy to like playing your own show. Um, and uh, and I've told that to opening bands as, as well, like bands on tour with us. I've been like, you know, you, you guys were like pretty pretty cruisy that first night. Like you should be trying to like s- s- steal. Well, it's not steal because you can have, have both, but like you should be trying to like get all of these fans to like adore you. Um, uh, yeah, the, the hives maybe like, you know, you guys know the hives where their thing is like, and it's a joke, but their thing is like, we're the best band in the world. I am your new God. I am your new favorite band. And all, you know, that's like their, their gimmick. It's yeah. like one of their tricks. <laughs> it did not go down well. <laughs> I, I never, I never thought that when I saw them before I said this, I just thought they just extended on that one song they played for like another yeah. 10 minutes and that was it. That's all I remember from. Yeah. Like, I think that was the car ad. I think that song was the car ad. And then just. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they have, they've had, <laughs> I know the one you mean. Um, yeah, yeah. Was it Tick Tick Boom or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. They just extended that one. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit. But they, but they, um, yeah, they, they struggled to. Well, in the first set, like they, they realized that we're not going to win the crowd over with this attitude. Yeah. Because Pele just kept like fighting with people in the audience and just being, you know, it was, it was really funny. Um, but uh, and then he toned it down a little bit and realized that. He had to get them on side. He just had to not tell them that they were better than ACDC or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, you have to change your your attitude, I guess, a little bit. Um, yeah, the mindset, obviously the mindset changes as well. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're doing like a showcase thing in, in um, that's the hardest. If you're doing like a thing in overseas, like a showcase to industry people, and there might be like, you know, in the early days we used to do like there might be 20 people in the room and you're supposed to put on like, you know, a show and show what you are. And like, if you were like a chill, chill folk person, that might be quite nice. Just be like, oh, you'll yeah. play our songs. But when you're like a full balls out rock and roll band, it's very difficult to do that to 20 people in, in a little cafe in New York or something like that. Oh man, that must be so strange. <laughs> it's so strange. But, you know, but I think people in the industry get it. 
Yeah. Yeah. You just touched on where I want, like, um, I'm, I'm going overseas now. Like, what I want to like know is what was it like for you guys when you you've you've kind of blew, blow, you know, you you're one of the biggest bands in the country, I suppose. And then you've got, what was it like when you went overseas for like the first time? Um, <clears throat> each each time's been different, and we just and we we love it. Obviously, just like the traveling, yeah, side of things, and just. You know, it's basically like a, a holiday or a school camp for adults just traveling around, you know, Europe or Canada or America or anything like that. It's just the best. Um, uh, and, you know, absolutely love that and have missed that over the last couple of years. But um, yeah, it, it depends. Um, we've done tours that have been, you know, a bit of a slog. Um, uh, and we've done tours where, people have just come out in droves, you know, and you find little pockets like Germany, for example, is a good one for us. Um, and, um, and Canada, they love it. You know, like we're yeah. playing tonight and I'm trying to tell people, you know, on Instagram, like doors at eight o'clock, be there at eight o'clock and see all the bands. Right. Cause no one's had kicks for ages. Yeah. And in Australia, like they won't be there at eight o'clock. People will <laughs> rock up at like 10 and we're on at 10 30 or, you mm. know, that's just what happens. But in like Canada, Germany, um, sure there are plenty of other places. Like they line up out the front and doors open and everyone's in there and it's a party from like the get go. Yeah, it's a whole different attitude. Um, so we love going over and and doing tours in that kind of the world and stuff like that. Yeah, and um, like, did you do you did you like um like what was it like for you guys when you went to you know like America for the first time? Yeah, like we loved. I think we recorded there before we played. Well, actually, we we went there and did Micro Wars um, in Nashville, and uh, we we got up on stage um, at like a jam night. So that was officially the first time we played in America. Yeah. Um, but uh, we didn't tour that that trip. We just sort of um, were in Nashville recording. Um, but yeah, we we we've. It's true, and, and then we've done sort of stints in like New York and those showcase things, and um, played shows. We've never really done a full uh, North American tour, other than in Canada. But um, we've just sort of done hit spots in LA and Nashville and, yeah. and New York and stuff like that. Um, and just love it. I mean, New York's just my favorite place uh, for so many reasons. I just fell in love with it as soon as I got there. LA, LA had a really bad start. I think I've grown to it, but we didn't really know anything about LA and we just took, asked the driver to drop us at like downtown. Yeah. And downtown's not a nice place. Yeah. And we were just like, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like quite daunting, you know, we kind of fell into like this city that looked like it was like an apocalyptic third world kind of thing. And we were like, aren't we supposed to be in like LA, like America? This is crazy. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then, you know, you, you learn more about the place and, and it's, and LA's great, but, um, yeah, much before prefer New York or even Nashville, but, um, it's good. Yeah. It's good when you're recording in I mean, Nashville's a really cool place and bands are always coming through touring and, um, when we've been recording there and, um, so it's always good fun to see Aussie bands come through there as well. But yeah. yeah, hopefully we we're going to do, um, just before COVID hit, we had Australian tour, European, 
North, North America. And then there might've even been a South America tour in like December. It was all going to happen, but um, all got canned, but that's okay. Oh man. Well, I, I'm hoping for you guys, man, you get back out there as soon as possible. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're doing shows now and there's a few festivals and stuff coming up and then uh, we'll put the album out uh, next year and, uh, you know, see what happens from that. Keep on, keep on chilling. Beautiful. And um, like you, you're putting out a new album, which is like that, that's exciting for you guys. And like, you've, you've probably been, you know, locked away for the last two years, writing, writing, you know, tunes. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, what was that process like for you? Was it just kind of, has it helped you keep your sanity a little bit over this lockdown? Yeah, it has. I think it's been different to normal because we were separated for so long. So we, um, it was hard to sort of, um, all be on the same path. Um, so a lot of songs that we wrote, some of them are for this album and some of them are like for the next album. Yeah. Cause we just, we did write a lot. So, um. We get together and be like, oh, this song works on this record. This one doesn't. This one does. That kind of thing. When we got together and then, um, and then recorded uh, this record up up in Queensland. And um, yeah, it's definitely uh, different, and uh, it's gonna be very interesting. I don't want to say too much yet, but um, it should have new music uh, or a single at least in the in the in the first first quarter of next year. I'd say um so that's pretty exciting to get back out there and then finish this record and put it out and go from there absolutely man that's so exciting and like with this new record too like what were you were you listening to other bits of music what what's kind of inspired it we we, we did um juveniles and then we realized that that album was written for big rooms a lot of people you know big sort of not stadiumy rock but you know big 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 rooms kind of thing and then all that kind of went away and the album kind of didn't make sense to us anymore because we weren't able to play it live so we decided a cool idea would be to re-record the whole album um just for one listener just with like piano and strings and and yeah. really sort of earthy or classical vibe so we put out reveries which is like the sister album to juveniles yeah um and through that process we then we did some shows in the gap when we were able to, we did 10 shows at the corner hotel um, here in Melbourne. Um, those limited seating gigs that we were able to do. Yeah. Um, and we just loved that vibe. We were all seated. We were playing acoustic guitars, lap steel, um, strings, all that kind of thing. Um, and I think this next record is really a continuation of, of being in love with that vibe. It's not, there are definitely rock and roll songs on there, but it's, um, but it's, uh, much more sort of stripped back, um, you know, almost country, uh, you know, it's like the Eagles. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's going to be very interesting. It won't be what anyone's expecting. That's for sure. Man, that's so cool. And like, are you, are you a guy that when you, when you're writing music, like, are you, do you think in terms of like um, lyrics and write your songs that way, or you're just a melody guy and just sitting there playing some chords and humming, you know, until you build. Um, for me pers personally, I think Al's the same. I think Al will get a concept or a lyric or an idea. I think it might all come to him at once. Um, I tend to 
um, leave lyrics to last. I find lyrics the most difficult part because I put a lot of value in lyrics. I, th- I think I think it's really hard to write good lyrics. Yeah, and it's very easy to write shit lyrics. And I don't think many people give a shit either way, but but I but I do. Yeah. So just writing words down is easy and you hear it all the time in songs. And if you actually like stop listening to the song and just read the lyrics, you're just like, what? This is rubbish. Yeah. Um, so we try to take great care in lyrics because, you know, just because we respect great, great lyrics, but um, yeah. So I, I find it challenging but I enjoy the challenge of, of, of trying to write great lyrics, but yeah, I think more so I'll get an idea for a song and the melody and the music will come first. That's awesome, man. Like, Mm. and, um, and do the other, like, do the other guys in your band, did they help out with like, um, you know, lyrics and stuff for you as well? Like, do you kind of sit down and talk about it? It's mainly, um, Al and I, and, 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 and mostly Al, uh, writing wise he he's an incredible songwriter it comes to him really naturally and um yeah it's it's he's 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 another level i think he's incredible um and so we'll write sort of separately and then we'll get together and collaborate on some songs and then some songs will be just like purely our songs and then we'll work them out in the studio and that kind of thing um but yeah, it's always good for me to write songs and then take them to Al and he'll put the sparkle on them and um, turn them into to probably probably more better than what they were in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm excited to hear this new record, man. Like are you, while you're writing this, do you stop listening to other external music or you listen to more music? No, I think you listen to more, but you focus what you're listening to. So, um, yeah. and not only that, when we're recording, we'll, um, we'll put on um, like movies that theme the, the vibe that we're in as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, for this record, we're watching, watching a lot of Westerns. Yeah. Um, only westerns were playing so in the studio you know up on the the screen on on mute will be constantly inspiration playing depending on what we're doing um you know and might be we're doing some sort of electro dance stuff at one point i think we just had french films up there constantly and then yeah so we, we like to do that we like to surround ourselves with with um an environment. So we were making this album out on a ranch, a horse ranch in Queensland, watching cowboy movies, drinking bourbon, um, riding horses. So hopefully you'll be able to hear that. <laughs> <in the music. laughs> Man, that's cool. That's really cool. I, I agree with the music. So it's one, some of the songs I listen to are from movies and they sound a lot better when you actually hear the song in the scene. Yeah. Then you listen to it by yourself. Like, oh, this sounds really cool. And you just picture yourself in the same environment as what the movie yeah sounds. absolutely well this that, that's it's good you say that paul we we um we, we almost we we kind of are treating this album as as if it's a score for a film that you won't see mm-hmm. um it's it's gonna feel like 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 a soundtrack to a to a to, to a, a film. personal experience for someone yeah yeah, absolutely right. And um, 
we'll get more into this when when uh when we release it and um and happy to chat again when when we do that but it's it's the whole album's kind of written from the perspective of this one character that we created so um it it's kind of like a a, a skill yeah it is it's kind of a score for a film around this one guy and his journey now i i just want to i just want to ask something here out of curiosity going back to you know we were talking about your your track ohio earlier and um the music video you made from that was very Tarantino-esque. Are you gonna extremely? You're gonna bring a little bit of that back, but a bit more of the Django Unchained for for the music. That's it you know what? That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, uh, I think maybe we'll turn the violence down. <laughs> um, but I think the themes will definitely be there. Yes, but. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if gratuitous violence suits this album. It's, it's a bit more beautiful of a record than that. Um, but who knows? Maybe maybe a couple of splashes of uh, some blood packs will be involved at some point. Oh man, that'd be cool. I you know I've been in the Annandale Hotel and looked around to see if any of that splattered on the roof or look on the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There was a there was another splatter from Hamish's mouth that later that night anyway oh, really? outside on the steps. Yeah, that was the was that the first gig of of that band, Annandale, I think it was. Yeah, that was my second time playing the Annandale. Yeah, second hour, yeah, yeah, it was a good place. Yeah, but yeah, he um left his mark as well at the end of the night. Had a few too much. Excellent. Hey, we've <laughs> all done that. Don't you worry. Hey, uh, I'm gonna have to um uh shoot off, gang. No worries, man. But thank you so much for coming on. This this really means a lot, man. And this is this has been a very like you know informative and you know interesting like interview. I hope so. I'm just driveling, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hopefully it's interesting to uh to someone. But it's been a pleasure to chat, and yeah, Absolutely. happy to happy to happy to uh, reconnect later, and we'll uh, we'll see what we've come up with. It's an honor. Thank, thank you very much. much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.